It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It is the Fox Across America Game Bowl presentation ceremony coming to you today this Christmas weekend. I am, of course, wishing you the merriest Christmas, the happiest holidays allowable by law. Uh, It has been for me. uh, I don't think there could be any argument from any objective observer, the happiest year of my life. This has been an incredible year. I am just so overwhelmed with gratitude. And uh, this week's Game Ball recipient has probably quietly done more to help my career behind the scenes than anyone physically could. Uh, And I am, of course, talking about the co-host of both America's Newsroom and The Five, our true Fox News franchise quarterback, Dana Perino, who is as brilliant as she is funny and kind and considerate and generous with her time and her intellect. You know how we say in the TV show, everybody loves Raymond. If you work at Fox News, everybody truly loves Dana. And they do fear her a little bit, too, because she's a pretty powerful gal. Uh, but it has been a high honor of my professional career Uh, to get to know her over the course of this last year on another intellectual plane in that we've done a lot of TV together on The Five and on Newsroom, and she has become as popular of a guest as we have on this show. And this particular week's discussion, a little heavy in policy, and we also got into a subject near and dear in my heart, uh, which is, of course, good taxi passengers. And you will be happy to know that here at Fox, when we get driven home after our TV appearances, they do keep a list of who they like to deal with and who they hate. And this week's Game Ball recipient, despite all the wonderful things I said about her, is getting this Game Ball purely because of where she ranks on the good taxi passenger list. So without further ado, come get your Game Ball, Dana Perino. Okay, so last night I was being driven home, and uh, a driver... Okay. Um, oh, okay. If you want me to name names, I'm yeah. only going to do this in one direction, though. Okay. But it was John. Okay. You oh, know John Mercedes. Yes. Who absolutely loves you, but out of nowhere, he's driving home in traffic last night, as he's wont to do at about 471 yeah. miles <laughs> an hour. He's the fastest driver of New York. <laughs> Every time he drops me off, they put like a wreath around his neck and give him a jar of milk like he won the Indy 500. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. But last night in traffic, you know, I always talk. I'm always polite. And I, I enjoy talking to him. And uh, he just started rattling off completely unsolicited. Who he likes driving home, okay? And, of course, he liked everyone from Fox. He didn't have a negative word to say about anybody. Uh, even Gutfeld. Not even Gutfeld. No, I well. know he likes Gutfeld a lot. He, he does yeah. like Gutfeld yeah. despite having to put the kid's seat in the back of the car. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pain in the ass. got to buckle that thing in. <laughs> but he said, I'm not kidding, and I know he wasn't buttering me up because I'm a great passenger because I've spent so much time driving right. a cab. I have consideration. Right. And he's just like, you and Dana, man. He's like, I love, I love driving you and Dana. I'm like, oh, get out of here. And I, I, you know, I didn't tell him about our friendship because I was, he was giving me so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, you know, the adage in politics, you don't interrupt your opponent if he's yes. in the process of self-destructing. Yes. You don't interrupt your driver if he's in the process of dishing dirt on other people. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just fire away, John. But it was great. And I thought you'd appreciate that. that That's great. He's a great guy. Well, somewhere on the uh, 495, you are the wind beneath his wings. And you should, you should take <laughs> I'm that telling though. you, you've. Uh, okay, you know what, Unga, remember that horrible traffic that week yeah. at the UN General yep, Assembly? Yep, yep, you yep, remember yep. very well. And the last day was Thursday, mm-hmm. and we've all suffered yeah. all week, Monday, Tuesday. When So Thursday, all the dignitaries have left. So mm-hmm. there's still a little traffic, not too bad. And he was my driver that night home after the 5. So that 5, the show mm-hmm. ends at 6 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. I live 
uh, I don't know, about a mile and a half away. Yeah. I got. I walked into my apartment at 6.07 p.m. <laughs> into my apartment, up the elevator and everything. And my husband was like, how did you get here so fast? And I said, that's John. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like the way John drives, stay off the sidewalk. I figured he I'm must saying. be a very safe driver because mm-hmm. he shows up every day. I mean, he's never getting in an accident. He's the best. He is pound for Good pound driver. as good as anybody. And I told him that last night when he was done uh, reading me his file on every Fox talent and NBC talent he's ever driven, which was fascinating, man. Um, I, I commended him. I said, you know, driver to driver as mm-hmm. a guy who's done this before. Because to add to your story about the UN General Assembly, I did famously wind up taking over for my driver. That's the best story. It's like the greatest story. But I like I again, I could see the guy. I was but basically what happened is, you know, sometimes when the company can't get you a car, they they contract it out to Lyft yeah. or Uber. Yeah. Okay. So I was getting texts from Uber because of the street closures. Are you okay? You're not on the correct route. At which point I was responding, no, we're fine, there's street closures, and I volunteered my talents and drove the guy home. And uh, to my credit, I still tipped him even after I drove. Am I within my rights? Should I have been tipped? Settle this for me. No, I think that no, I think that you're a, a man of generous spirit. Okay. And the other, one of the great things about you is that you are joyous in your work. Definitely a thing. And I was just saying, somebody asked me, how are you doing? Like, your schedule's so tough. And I said, look, life doesn't get better than this. No. And... I've, and the other thing is, I'm very healthy compared to everybody else around here. Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what was I in mean, what was in those bowling balls at the holiday party. <laughs> I honestly feel the healthiest I have all year, really. Yeah. And I think that was really after the election and the Patriot Awards mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving. I rested that weekend, and I've felt really good ever since. So I'm just—I know I'm living on borrowed time, and these germs <laughs> will catch up to me eventually. But right now, no, everything is great, and it's wonderful to work with um, everybody here. And also, we're talking—we have drivers. Yes, I mean, it's bananas. Come on. I mean, that's what I mean. I, I have nothing to say to anybody but thank you. Yep, me people too. People come up to you on the stream just like, hi, thanks. And they I know. Would... You know how you meet people who love Fox and mm-hmm. they'll say, keep doing what you do. Thank mm-hmm. you. We don't know what we'd do without you. Yeah. I'm like, no, turn that around. Yeah, th- <laughs> we don't know what we would do without you. In fact, no one, be, well, no one would be listening or watching. Although I will say we fought to a draw at the Patriot Awards. We all we, we all eventually needed to break that party up for everyone's safety. That do you was... know that I took the 6 a.m. flight uh-huh. out? The next morning, uh-huh. when it was over, mm-hmm. and so they said, do you want to leave that early? I said, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I would have left that night at midnight. I mean, it was so rowdy, and it was such, such a uh, stampeding herd of happiness, to be clear. Yes. But it is a stampeding herd. Do you know what was one of the best things that came out of that for me? Uh-huh. Uh, becoming friends with Ennis Cantor Freedom. He's fantastic. What a human. Yeah, he's great. Have you had him on? Uh, I have not had him on this show, but I've done Kennedy's show with him, and he yeah. was on. I was on Harris the other day, and he was on Outnumbered. Isn't so it weird chat. when you sit with him? Yeah, because he's like nine foot three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really weird for me. <laughs> yeah, you're actually sending him text messages. I have a collection of pictures with tall people. You do. He asked me who else. I said, well, uh, uh, Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, wow. And Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, is that true? And I said Dikembe, he said, okay, he's tall. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use him as my transition here because Dikembe Mutombo, when he used to reject shots, he used to wag his finger at people. That was his thing. Mm. And I feel like the Supreme Court kind of wagged its finger last night at this Title 42 situation Mm -hmm. and that they're at least forcing them to uphold it for a little while longer. Here's my question to you, without even getting into the legalese and everything. 
I feel like they're kind of undermining all of their public health initiatives, as they have been for quite a while, by pushing them on us but telling people to come in all willy-nilly. Do you feel like that cost them a little credibility in the issue? On the, the, the White yeah. House? Yeah. I think that this has been a disaster. Look, Let's go back to the campaign, right? Mm-hmm. When President Biden said that – was he the only – didn't all of them raise their hand that said that they would provide free health care to immigrants? He uh, might have been uh, yeah. the only one who didn't, actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking back, I'm thinking, the Democrats have been signaling mm-hmm. since 2018, mm-hmm. when that primary started, that they were going to do everything opposite of President Trump yep. on immigration. Mm-hmm. Then they get here, and we have a serious problem. Everybody's coming across. Now, Title 42 is just a small part of what happened during COVID to say, this is a law passed, I think, in 1929 that said, you can prevent people from coming in if you are concerned about communicable diseases. Mm-hmm. This is not an immigration policy. Yeah. This is not your border security policy. It mm-hmm. is one tool in the toolbox to tell people, no, you have to go back. And it should be used for public health. Mm-hmm. It should not be used to help protect Americans from people who are coming across Fair. illegally. Mm-hmm. That should not happen. But the White House, because they have to do everything opposite of President Trump, they in- went in initially and said, we want to get rid of Title 42. Mm-hmm. And then the states were like, well, but if you do, that means we're going to have X amount more. So then they slow walked it a little yeah. bit. And now the Supreme Court is saying, you have to put up or shut up right now. Mm-hmm. And the White House, they have to respond by 5 p.m. today. They were so, they were <laughs> floundering all over the place yesterday. I don't know what they'll say by today, but maybe, my guess is that maybe they'll say they need it for another three months and then they'll see if they can figure out a way to stand the tide but look even with even with them knowing that title 42 is likely to go away Mm -hmm. that's when you had 7,500 people in one day cross from in one place Mm -hmm. from Juarez to El Paso yeah it's crazy Dana Perino's in studio superstar taxi passenger (laughs) uh, fountain of gratitude here at Fox News but it's true I mean if you were in the position of Corrine Jean-Pierre as you have been in the past you know, it's got to be a hard sell to get out there with a straight face and say the border is secure. Do you have to rehearse something like that into a mirror before you say it? I would it never to- have done it. I, oh, thank you. I mean, you can't. I, I, I just wouldn't. Uh-huh. So when you're the press secretary, mm-hmm. you don't have any assets at all, right? Mm-hmm. You don't control the military. You have a small staff that you manage, but even you aren't really, yeah. not really in charge of them. <laughs> the president is, and um, you manage the staff. The only thing that you have is your credibility. Mm-hmm. And- my advice always to anyone who is in that role or a role like that is you have to protect it at all costs. Mm-hmm. And that might be, mean sometimes um, having to go in and use your power. You have power as a press secretary. Mm-hmm. So, for example, remember when the tennis player uh, Djokovic wasn't allowed to come in and play? Yep. Mm-hmm. But we were watching the U.S. Open, or I was at the Kenny Chesney concert, yeah. 54,000 people. Yeah, body to body. On the Friday night before the U.S. Open, I'm like, and Djokovic can't come to America? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That was a Friday night. I said that. Yep. On Monday, not that she's listening to me, but everybody's <laughs> talking about Djokovic not coming. Yeah. On the Monday, she gets asked by Peter Ducey, what about this world-famous tennis player that can't come in? And she says, what world-famous tennis player would that be? I'm like, uh-huh. nope, no. Yeah. So what I would have done on Friday for her, because I knew that story, I knew on Friday everyone's talking about Djokovic, and I'm going to have to answer that on Monday. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to the chief of staff's office and said, gasoline can in one hand, a match in the other, and said, I need a better answer by Monday mm-hmm. about why he's not allowed to come in, but we are doing X, Y, and Z. And if you don't give me the answer, mm-hmm. I'm going to light my hair on fire. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I would always get the answer. You would, right? Or I would say this. 
Peter, that's a very good question. And I have put that question to my colleagues here. I didn't get a good answer for you. I'll work on it. And if I get one, I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes your your colleagues mm-hmm. get you an answer faster than calling them out in front of the media. Wow, that's a move. Dana it's a Perino. move, but you have power. Yes. And you have credibility. And do, who do you – and it also would help the president. Yeah. What's a great point? Make them get a better answer for him. If he's not going to give one himself, make the staff that works for him work on it themselves. I think it's a great point, and I, I think it really does speak to the, the difficulty of being president in this era in that – I feel like Biden would have a lot more credibility than the American people if in certain instances he had utilized uh, a presidential wherewithal to, I'll give you an example, say Afghanistan, rather than trying to sell us on the fact that that was a successful airlift. What a president traditionally could do is put some distance between themselves and what we all know to be a catastrophic failure and just fire a couple of generals. Mm-hmm. But do you think in this era they're just, you know, they don't want to ever, ever concede defeat because of the impact it'll have in the short term? There is. Uh, this is not a partisan thing, right? Uh-huh. There's a new way of con- of approaching things, which is to never apologize. Yeah. That's not my style. Uh-huh. Like, I'd rather say, whoa, my bad, sorry, yeah. I learned from it, I'll never do it again, mm-hmm. thank you for yeah. bearing with me here. Um, but President Trump never apologized, right? Mm-hmm. And he would say, don't ever apologize to anything. And yeah. I think that the Biden people feel like that too. Yeah. Um, and it is difficult if, if you're in leadership mm-hmm. to say that was a mistake because you know how you got to that decision in the first place. Maybe mm-hmm. that just maybe that decision turned out to be wrong. Uh-huh. But sometimes if they would just explain to us the decision making process mm-hmm. so that we could understand how did you get to that decision, it yeah. would make it a little bit more understandable. Does that yeah. make sense? No, that actually does make sense. That would be a better way to do it. But that's the bigger point here is the power of the press secretary and even the power of the president to just level with people. Uh, would buy them so much more currency. And that is why Dana Perino is the number one passenger here at Fox (laughs) News. I'm sure there are other reasons. He didn't get into them because, again, I was getting too many details from too many other people. But I'll update you when I see you. I I can't wait to hear. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Santa's coming uh, in spades for you, Dana Perino. Be by that chimney ready to roll. (laughs) Ready to go. You're the greatest. That's going to do it for the Fox Cross America Game Ball presentation. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever the hell you're into, I am out of here. I am media free until Friday, December the 30th. You'll see me on the 5. You'll see me on the Faulkner Focus. And I'll be hosting New Year's Eve live down in Nashville on December the 31st. Until then, live it up. You live in the greatest country in the world. And you listen to the best radio show on the planet. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.